You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for joining our program this morning. As we're uh, kind of getting adjusted here, I'm sort of wrestling with this microphone, but uh, thanks for uh, taking some time and joining us this morning. It is Monday, uh, at least the sun's out, uh, April 20th, and thanks for listening. It's been a, a hectic month, boy, I'll tell you, since the last time I was on the airwaves here about a month ago, but uh, we continue to uh, soldier on and get through uh, this situation as best we can. Um, let me do this. Uh, let me do the introduction of the program today, and we'll just uh, dive into our uh, talking to our first guest. Um, we have four guests here this morning uh, for the next hour here on Catholic Radio. Um, we're very fortunate enough to be joined um, in a positive segment here this morning with uh, Bishop-elect McGovern, uh, Mike McGovern is a priest in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and uh, he was recently made, uh, it was asked to be the um, bishop in Belleville, Illinois. Bishop Braxton, who has been there for a number of years, is retiring. He's 75, and um, uh, bishop-elect, I think is the proper title, uh, will become the new uh, bishop in Belleville in the next uh well, whenever we can uh, do the ordination, I suppose. Uh, it's going to be probably a while after the coronavirus situation works itself out. Um, secondly, uh, after that, we're lucky enough to be joined by Laura McCormick. Laura McCormick is my counterpart at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. She does the uh, public relations or in the lobbying uh, it, lobbying for the uh, Bishop's Conference. We're going to talk a lot about um, what she's been active on um, in terms of uh, USCCB advocating for different changes in the CARES Act and what that means for the church with regard to uh, a number of different programs. Uh, after that, we're going to be joined by a representative from Peoria uh, at OSF Healthcare. Jill Jonas is going to join us. She's going to talk about a very interesting program that OSF has been involved with, with helping individuals who are affected by the coronavirus and helping to get them health care. And then finally, at the end of our program, uh, at about mm, 8.45 or so, Steve Roach, who is the Director of Catholic Charities in the Diocese of uh, Springfield. He's going to join us um, to talk a little bit about a program they have as well to help uh, administer uh, some help, mental health issues for uh, people affected by the coronavirus. It's called the COPE program. Um, so that's the run up, rundown for our program this morning. And like I said, uh, thanks for listening this morning. And uh, it's been a, a rough month, but uh, I think we're going to start with some positive news here. And hopefully we have on the line with us uh, Father McGovern. Are you with us? Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Good morning. Doing, doing well. Happy Easter to you as well. So do I still have to call you Father McGovern, correct? Or do we use Bishop-elect? I'm not sure of the, uh, uh, the titles uh, people, here. People are always welcome to call me Father McGovern or Father Mike. And then uh, I, the, the formal is Bishop-elect, and then 
and then I would probably be, people would refer to me as bishop once I'm ordained a bishop. Yeah, let, let's stick with Father Govard for now. That's just, that's just easier. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. You are the 20-something uh, bishop of uh, the Diocese of Belleville, is that right? I'm, I'm, I the, ninth. I'm no, the ninth bishop of Belleville. Ninth, I think you're right. I think I misread a number here. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, what uh, you were doing when you got the phone call. Were you expecting this? Uh, I'm sure you were just, uh, I've heard the stories of various uh, priests being made bishops before, and it's always interesting to hear kind of what, what, what was going on when they got this phone call. So for the, uh, the listeners, uh, you might be aware that uh, when there's a need for a bishop in the world, there's a process, and it goes through the Congregation for Bishops, uh, which is a committee of bishops and cardinals in Rome, and they uh, consider uh, three names uh, for uh, a need in the, whether a retiring bishop or a bishop has passed away. So uh, they then, uh, Cardinal Willet, who's the prefect of the Congregation of Bishops, brings the three names to the Holy Father. He chooses one, and that's relayed to the papal nuncio, uh, and in this case, the United States, Archbishop Christophe Fierre, a uh, French archbishop, is the nuncio here in the United States. So uh, on a Monday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, I'm sitting at the front desk of the office mm-hmm. here by myself because everybody else on the staff is sheltering at home. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the cell phone, and I saw 202, and I thought, uh, who do I know in, in Washington? Washington, right. <laughs> and so I answered, and a man began to speak in, in a French accent, and then uh, introduced himself. And uh, so we started talking and talked about the coronavirus and things like sure. that. And then I figured, well, he's not calling about the weather. <laughs> uh, so so at one point in the conversation, he just asked, are you alone? I said, yes, I can uh, speak freely. Yeah. And he said, the Holy Father has nominated you Bishop of Belleville. So I, I simply responded, Archbishop, in love and obedience, I accept the Holy Father's nomination. Wow. Uh, and with that, then he just gave me a few instructions. You really can't talk about this with anyone. Sure. Um, uh, and then uh, he then contacted Bishop Braxton in Belleville, and uh, then I was able to call Bishop Braxton, who's been very gracious uh, from the very beginning about this transition. How long was it from the time you got the call till it was announced? Uh, about uh, 12 days. Okay. Because you, you have to agree on on the date for the announcement. They don't want you to wait too long. Sure. Uh, so this I was announced on April 3rd. My only thing I insisted was it not be announced April 1st, or my family would <laughs> They'd have known. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So they, they know you too well. So uh, for those who don't know, you are a Chicagoan. You uh, went to Ignatius. Uh, you went through. Are you a loyal? You're a loyal Anna DePaul grad, I think, right? You law well, school? I went to Loyola for undergrad. Right. I was halfway through DePaul's law school at night. I was a part time law student when I left to go to Mundelein. Okay. Uh, so I was 26. When I left my job and left DePaul, I took a leave of absence uh, from the law school, and I went to Mundelein, to the seminary, and I was actually admitted to First Theology because I had a bachelor's degree in philosophy, and I'd actually had quite a bit mm-hmm. of Aquinas and Augustine already, mm-hmm. uh, some of the Jesuits at Loyola. So uh, I began uh, seminary in 1990 and then was ordained a deacon December of 93 and a priest May 21st, 1994. 
And and you've served in a number of parishes, and I didn't know this. I I, I now live on the northwest side, and uh, our parish is St. Julianas, and you were an associate pastor there for a while. Uh, for a year and a half. Yeah. I was there for a year and a half, and then uh, St. Mary's, uh, I was just considering putting my hat in the ring to be made a pastor in the diocese, and uh, St. Mary's in Lake Forest, where I'd previously served as an assistant, uh, opened up, mm-hmm. and uh, they had sort of a truncated process for the pastorate, so I applied, and uh, two weeks later found out I was being named the pastor of St. Mary's. So uh, so I've been in the city, I've been in the suburbs, but I spent 19 of my 26 years as a priest has been in Lake County, Illinois. Hmm. Wow. So and, and maybe that, that was one of the qualifications. And now you're up at St. Raphael's up in, in Antioch, correct? That's pretty, that's a rural area. Mill Creek. We're about a couple minutes from the Wisconsin border. Right. Beautiful church. I've been there. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're eager to reopen and welcome people. Uh, but it is. It's a very rural um, area with uh, a number of subdivisions, uh, people who work uh, like in the pharmaceutical companies around us. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of like horse farms up here. It's or beautiful. Yeah. We have a farmer who actually farms uh, some of the parish's property mm-hmm. you know, for soybean, for hay, uh, so uh, this is really going to be a help to me these past four years right. of going to Belleville. Belleville's 28 counties in southern Illinois. Uh, five of the counties that are closest to St. Louis would be more a uh, small town or um, uh, kind of metro area of St. Louis, from what I understand, with about 60% of the Catholics of Belleville live in those five counties. Mm-hmm. The other 40% of the Catholic community lives in the 23 remaining counties, um, I was actually surprised that there's one or two counties that have no Catholic institution at all, uh, which is very, mm. very different for me mm-hmm. growing up here uh, to think about an entire county that doesn't have some sort of Catholic uh, institutional presence. It's an, it, it, it is um, your familiarity with some of the issues in rural uh, areas that, as you have now. Um, will serve you well as you go to Belleville. Um, I, I noticed I was reading a, a story or two about uh, about your background, and I think you had a friend or something in St. Louis. So you're not totally unfamiliar with Belleville and St. Louis of the area, and right. and and the challenges that they have there. I mean, from our perspective, is I've had many conversations with Bishop Braxton about one of the challenges they have is there's a, a large number of, of, of prisons in that diocese. Yes. And unfortunately yes. they're housed by many individuals from the Chicagoland area and, and how to minister to them and all that. As I know, it's only been a couple of weeks, but any, as you look at Belleville, I'm sure you're studying it and talking to people. What are the, what do you see as the, the challenges and opportunities um, mm-hmm. for us in that diocese? Well, there's, there's several things emerging from the... I am having conversations with a number of people, uh, laity as well as clergy. Uh, I, I think an important priority, first of all, is vocations, you know, because yeah, vocations sure. to the priesthood and the religious life, consecrated life, and also lay ministry, very important. Uh, you are correct about the, the presence of four large prisons in southern Illinois, and there is a, a prison outreach... Uh, but I did talk to Bishop Mark Bartosik, who you know mm-hmm. used to be the chaplain yep. for the Cook County Jail, uh, and asked for some advice about Colby House and the mm-hmm. ministries right. uh, that are uh, led through Colby House, uh, just trying to, to get up to speed about what are the possibilities. Uh, and so once I can this summer uh, assess things with the help of people who are right there on, on the uh, uh, in the counties, uh, and also I think to, to have some kind of contact with the wardens, 
of those institutions because I think the warden's a key yes. key person about allowing certain programs in. Uh, there's also issues of you know just the the, the farming communities. Uh, obviously, a year ago, the farmers were hard hit by those rains that yeah. prevented mm-hmm. the corn crop from being planted until the very last minute. Uh, so sometimes, you know, farmers can get maybe two, three crops a, a year uh, from uh, plantings. And I think last year was very limited because of the, the heavy rains that went so nice. long into June. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see how can we help people who will probably be hurting economically uh, because of first what happened last year and now this year with the coronavirus, you know, uh, different pastoral needs. But uh, there are opportunities there. I think, you know, uh, I believe Carbondale is in the diocese. Um, so there is you know, a large uh, school. Uh, right. There's a Newman Center. I, I think we have to work with the three Catholic high schools in the Diocese of Belleville um, and encourage our young people, as well as the many, many young people who are in public schools uh, in those counties. Uh, how can we help them meet the Lord Jesus um, with their families and uh, really uh, catch the spark of, of faith in a, in a new way. I think that's where the sacrament of confirmation will be very important throughout the diocese, just connecting with the young people and their families. So there's lots of uh, pastoral need and also some opportunities. Uh, I think there's a, a good level of cooperation uh, in, in the diocese between kind of the, the religious and the civic officials. I do too. Uh, so so mm-hmm. I think that will be very, very good. And I think, uh, to his credit, Bishop Braxton began a number of things. I, I think he may have been the one who began the Red Mass for the opening of the, the courts, mm-hmm. you know, and different occasions to sort of bring people together, uh, which I think sometimes um, just that, that contact helps enormously with relationships, and you need need those relationships to be effective. I also find, uh, we got to wrap up here, but I also find that, uh, as you well know, the pace of life is different in the rural areas. And I find that refreshing. I think that by and large, I know that agrarian societies, I know the numbers are decreasing, but I do find the lawmakers that I deal with from the Belleville area, I, I there is a different I can't quantify it, but there's a different outlook on life, and and I and I enjoy that, and I kind of joke around with them a lot about that because I oftentimes I feel I'm a kindred soul with them, and uh, it, it is. I think you're going to find. I think you're going to enjoy uh, that aspect of of that of the diocese and, and and how you interact with people, and and it's just it's just different. Um, I just as as a city dweller, I I'm intrigued by that. I don't know why. I just am. I I enjoy those kind of slower conversation so it's it's, it's well, i enjoy nature i mean when i've been out here for four years in old mill creek i mean it's just you notice things about uh right. nature uh, the, to see the crops growing to see how hard the farmers work uh you know at, at night even you know at the the harvest time uh so it, it's it really does make an impression even things in scripture uh, that jesus uses some of his parables it takes on a richer meaning because you're you're around an agrarian culture. You're part mm-hmm. of one, 
And I think that can make the gospel come alive in a fresh way for me, too. Yeah, I do, too. And you know what? I'm, I'm thinking, to, uh, too, that maybe one of the considerations uh, into your appointment could have been that you were a White Sox fan, which is a good thing. And see, so you automatically bypass the, the Cubs-Cardinals thing. So th- that, that will be a good uh, entree to, to the people down there. Well, I, I, I know that seems to be a big point of interest <laughs> whenever I'm interviewed uh, by anyone in the media in Southern Illinois or St. Louis is what's your baseball affiliation? I know. Uh, so I might have to form a clandestine support group for White Sox fans. I'm in. Uh, I, in the diocese. I'm in. You know, Bishop Paprocki <laughs> went through the same thing, and he's a White Sox fan, so he can tell you how to do it. Father, Father McGovern, thanks so much for taking some time uh, with us this morning. Uh, God bless uh, your ministry. Um, congratulations. Uh, look forward to working with you more. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about the future for the Belleville Diocese. Well, thank you. Please keep me in your prayers. We will. We will. Uh, Father McGovern, everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, Don't go away. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, Laura McCormack will be with us. She is the Executive Director of Government Relations for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back.